Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bronzed Sugar. Summer is coming, spring events are coming, graduations, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Memorial Day. Oh my gosh, that means a lot of skin exposure, perhaps, or maybe just a lot of fancy dressing, or perhaps a lot of gift giving. That wasn't a question, that was a true fact, but bronze sugar lets you safely tackle all of those to-dos. I recently got a sugaring treatment, which is much different than waxing. It's safer, leaves you smoother, uh, less bumps along the way in the future, let's just say. So I am bikini ready, and um, I cannot say enough about bronze sugar. Check it out right now through the end of the month, that's May, you get 25% off all services. They also have airbrushed tanning and facials. So click code JBH25 and get your service for 25% off. But more importantly, speaking about mothers, we have a very, very dear important guest on the show today, my sister. Her name is Allison Watson. I decided to have her on the show today because, big breath here, she is a very, I mean like superpower supermom. And I don't know how she does it. Obviously I've seen her grow up and she is jaw dropping in the way that she tackles motherhood, especially where she lives. So I cannot wait to share her story and have her share some tips of the trade about what she does and about how she handles three little ones under the age of seven. And she also homeschools them. So stay tuned, get your notepads out, because if you plan on being a mother or a father, or even just an aunt or an uncle, or maybe even just helping out a friend, You're not going to want to miss a second of this podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and mother figures out there. Even if you're an aunt or a friend or a father, happy day of guidance. All right, guys, the JBH podcast, we're diving in. We're going deep. Stay tuned. Let's rock this. Hi, guys. This is your host, KB, and this is the just being honest podcast all right mother's day is on sunday it is what day is it thursday and when i share this podcast it'll actually be the day after mother's day but i wanted to get this very special mother on the phone um to get a little words of advice before mother's day so Without further ado, we're diving in. (sighs) My sister is on the line in Sublette, Kansas, which is a very small town in southwest Kansas. I'm in LA. She's in southwest Kansas. So we may have some breaking points in the conversation if um, the, uh, I want to say broadband, the uh, service goes out or whatever. But without further ado, Miss Allison Watson, I know her as Sis, Allie, you know, all those other nicknames, but Al, welcome to the podcast and thanks for being our guest. Hi. Hi. I'm honored to be here. It's so fun. I'm excited. Yay. Okay, so let me preempt this by saying it took about 45 minutes for us to actually be able to start the podcast because I got a true taste of motherhood. Um, The two older, Allison has three children, so I have two nieces and one nephew, and I got a bedtime story read to me tonight. I got to hear about Smashed Toe, and then I also got to hear about, oh wait, what did Kale tell me? My nephew Kale, oh he was showing me his t-ball, um... And T-ball 
Mitt or something? I don't know. He Uh was running around. It was so cute. And then the youngest one, Ava, decided she wanted to, for the first time, um, teach herself how to, you know, get potty trained. So, motherhood. I got a big taste of it, which I'm super excited about. So now we have Al Pal on the phone. And I have her on the phone because I really want to share her story about motherhood because it's a little bit different. It's all, Actually, it's a whole lot different than what maybe I was used to hearing people um, go through and what kind of like our modern day is transitioning towards, um, which I think is really, really brilliant in a lot of ways. But um, let me start off by saying childbirth, you know, people are used to planning to go to a hospital. People are, um, you know, going into labor, preempt labor, you know, doctors are planning when they're going to labor, schooling systems. I don't know. I'm a little nervous about sending my future unborn child to public schools and what are they learning and is it really worth it? Anyway, so I have Allison here and she's going to actually share a lot of her tidbits too. So I want to start off with, okay, so Allison, I know you growing up and I know how much you've transitioned to what you are today. You are very, um, and you may kind of correct me, you were very like wanting to even live in New York City, work in magazines, and now you live in Southwest Kansas. You're a mother of three and you are a true icon and idol for me. Like I'd stare at you in awe of how you deal with these children. So go for it. Like what, what was the change? Like what, and how did motherhood change you? Yeah, no, that's good. And it's, and it's really fun to do this with you because you can also, yeah, you can, it's it's fun to hear your perspective too. But, um, yeah, basically, well, growing up, um, I didn't, I didn't um, fantasize about being a wife or a mom or anything like that. I guess I just assumed that I would, you know, that it would, that it would happen. I didn't, I didn't really have a opinion one way or another, you know, I just thought, you know, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. And yeah. And I just assumed that 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 would be a a natural um, part of life. I didn't babysit a ton. Um, I didn't really enjoy it when I did (laughs) to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the, the families, or I mean, but being a mom is way different than babysitting. But um, I don't know. There's some girls that they're they're good at babysitting. They like it, and that wasn't wasn't really me. But I did nanny some as I got older, and I was and I I did enjoy that. Um, um, I was pretty comfortable in the big sister role. Uh, yeah. And, that, and nannying kind of felt like that to me too. You know, like kind of just like a sister. Or we hanging out with kids and kind of. I mean. No, there was some directing and correcting, whatever, but mostly it just felt like hanging out. And usually they're a little bit older when you nanny them too and stuff. So, um, yeah, and I've, I have always enjoyed working with youth and young teen, like girls, like kind of middle school age, especially, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Just kind of, I think it's a sister thing again. Like just, I kind of. Yeah, I'm lucky like that. I guess I just always liked connecting as a, as a sister more, if that makes sense. Like a guider, like guiding. Uh, not not so much of like, I don't know, the way that I see, can I give an example of like something yeah. I truly remember and I truly, I don't know, I just, I love it because I remember you and I'm sure you remember this as well. I, I was like, like, I don't know. I was like under your reign and power. Like you must have been like floating on air. Like yes, I've got this little. I mean, I'm the third of three girls, and you would be like, "All right, let's learn." Like we'd be watching like Friday night TGIF or whatever was on TV, and you, I'd be laying on the floor, and you're like, "I'm gonna teach you how to multiply." And you literally, like, taught me how to multiply with the dot system. If anyone knows what I'm talking about with the dot system, I learned how to multiply it from that, like, from you. And um, and another thing that I remember is obviously doing crazy things, like, 
trampoline acrobatics. Like, I would never be able to do that stuff these days. And, you know, just you showing me, like, what it takes to be, you know, trusting in that. And then also, when you moved back, uh, you were living at home, I think, during the college years or after college, and I was, like, a senior in high school. I would come home for lunch, and you would make me these... And this, this is where I got my, like, unique combination of palette, I want to say. When we talk about this, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, if you look at my Instagram, like, I put the weirdest stuff together, and Allie does too. And I remember she was like, okay, today we've got blah, 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 blah. You know, like, like Wheat Thins nachos or something. And then Allison and I would have, like, we just had so much imaginary time together. And I think that's what makes her a really great mother because – she's willing to open the doors for her kids to explore and learn and teach her in return. Um, like Allison and I used to have ethnic nights where we'd pick a movie and sit on the floor and really make it legitimate. I valued those things. So, I mean, you never, you never guess you're going to be a mother. Like me right now, like I have everyone asking me, you know, Mother's Day is coming up. I... I get it, you know, I work from home, I wear a lot of yoga clothes, so, and that's kind of the dress around here in town if you're a mom, and I get asked all the time, like, because I literally stalk people's babies, and they're like, I'm like, oh, how old's your baby, because I have a niece, you know, nieces and nephews, and people will say, like, do you have kids as well, and I'm like, no, don't think I'm creepy, I'm looking at your kids, um, but, okay, so I'm going to get off that page. But I want to thank you, A, for teaching me how to multiply. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to know because you never, um, I mean, it's kind of a different world because you were in this life and you knew that you always liked to guide um, and to be a sister. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's not, it's not like, it's kind of, yeah, what you're saying. But that transition. Nice, like, kind of like a friend and. And I can, uh, I mean, I can touch on this later, but, like, being a mom now, I mean, you kind of have to, it's different, and it's hard in some ways. I mean, you kind of have to fight for those moments and to do that kind of stuff because, now, I mean, back then, like, I didn't have all the responsibility. I didn't have, like, you know, the responsibility to them, to my kids to, to take care of them, to do stuff, and just, this, you know, the house bill, you know, different stuff. So now I feel like. Um, there's just the temptation to just get stuff done, you know, mom life, adult life. And, um, so it's more of a, it's, it's, it's more, you know, you have to be more purposeful, more like, a, I don't know, Conscious? really kind of fight, fight for those sorts of things that, that did come naturally that I did love to do, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, kinda, it's different now, but, um, so yeah, so I, I didn't, dream of being a mom or, or stay at home mom I, I don't I don't I don't think I knew there was such a thing you know but um mm-hmm. but at the same time I didn't have any huge like um exact career career aspirations or anything I did I worked a lot of jobs um but I always had passions you know uh the more than my little jobs I mean dance was always a passion art was always a passion um Italy, Italian culture, different cultures, like you talked about, ethnic night, um, so, yeah, so I wasn't, like, on the, you know, I wasn't floundering, but I, I wasn't, like, on the fast track for some, uh, you know, great <laughs> career or something either, you know what I mean? Yeah, but no, um, but I've, I've, did, I've learned as I get older, we're talking about career, but, um, a career is your passion, and a lot of people get stuck into that stigma of I should be doing this, this desk job or whatever that I'm locked to, 8, 9, 10, sometimes 12, 14 hours a day. Some people around here sitting here becoming unhealthy, which in all reality, we should be pursuing our passions in life that make us more fulfilled with life and beauty and vibrance and purpose you know what I'm saying and god forbid if anyone knocks down that being a mother is not a career or a job I have babysit and you say babysitting is not the same thing but I have babysat enough I have you know to know that it is not easy I mean even just being a, a roommate and me being in charge of clients and stuff like cooking for them and making sure it's avail like ready for them at this time and this time it's not easy. 
Um, uh-uh. And I've not even gotten the full fledges you, but you seem to have, you seem to be very level headed. Um, <laughs> from what I see, you seem to be very yeah. conscious and level headed of your time with your children. Um, I want to ask you in the early stages, um, when you did get pregnant, because I'm really loving about what you did. I did not expect it at all. Um, I mean, we grew up in a pretty natural household, but um, uh-huh. my mother, or my mother, our mother's, um, a, she, what a great mother, but the way that we grew up and the way that your children are growing up are pretty different. Um, and, I mean, we live in a totally different time as well, but the early stages, you got pregnant, and you can share as much or as little as you want, because my my yeah. audience really want to hear the nitty gritty because I'm, I'm kind of ashamed, um, of our, um, medical system and the way, like, I, I just really poo poo when someone's having a baby and, and they're like, well, you know, I'm due this day, but you know, I'm going to be having it this day. And I'm like, what? And then they end up having a C-section and then their babies don't get the immunities or whatever. So, yeah. You decided. Tell us your journey. You yeah. You had yeah. Gotten pregnant and then had, go. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, that's awesome. You seem like you have even more like information or understanding than I did at the time. Um. Okay. I don't know what that sound is. Um. But. Um. Yeah. So I remember. Even like long before I was pregnant, I don't remember if I was even married, but you mentioned mom, like our mom, um, one thing that's kind of cool, she was actually a, a Lamaze instructor, like a childbirth instructor in the hospital for 30 years. So I think, um, even like, and not that, not, not that I knew that much from her, but I remember her, like I, I knew that she based on her experiences too, like wanted, wanted things to be different. And I think liked, you know, helping women kind of, um, get some more education about like how it didn't have to just be the way that it was in the hospital at those times and kind of understand, um, their rights and their options and different things. But one thing I remember her mentioning to me, um, like I said, years ago, she talked about, um, Hey, when you, whenever you do like get married, get pregnant or whatever, you should consider having a midwife. Um, and like at the time, I think she meant like a midwife in a hospital. Cause I, I think they did and still do like come into the hospital and, and, um, work with you either instead of, but usually alongside a doctor. And so I, I think she's the one who like planted that term in my head, like midwife. Okay. You know, okay. File that away. Um, so I think I thought maybe I'd, ha- you know, look into that at a hospital or, or a birth center when I found out about those. Um, but I, I honestly don't remember how I heard about, like, home birth. But I know by the time I got married, um, well, my, my mother-in-law, my husband's uh, mom, Susie, she had all her um, babies at home. So um, for me, I don't that you know, that was interesting to hear like those stories and you know that was like wow oh my gosh that was kind of new to me but I kind of looked into it a little bit more and um I okay so there's not a lot of midwives around our area and then you know if you find one it's like do they work in a hospital do they do home birth you know but there's yeah there's definitely and definitely back then there's not a lot um in our area, but I did find, um, someone, uh, Sheila, and so I visited with her, and, uh, she, she had actually worked as a head of labor and delivery in a big hospital, and had transitioned out of that, like, just a few years before, and had kind of, you know, started doing, uh, home birth. She was a certified, uh, midwife and, um, oh, I forget what else, basically a family doctor too. And, uh, she 
so she had started doing um, home births. And at the time, we were living in two different places, going back and forth six hours apart. Um, and she was exactly in the middle of the two. So, and very flexible. I mean, it was like a godsend. She was just willing to, you know, whenever we would be going from one place to the other, she'd just, you know, be like, you can pop in and we'd set up an appointment and do that. And so I just got comfortable with her and, and she kind of, um, you know, it's funny. It was, I was really lucky because she kind of made me feel like, you know, this was in my hands. Like she'd tell me I have these choices, but it was my decision, you know, for different tests to do or like different options, even in home birth. And I think I was, you know, ready to kind of just do, you know, cause you like that. Yeah. There is that mentality. Like, well, you go to the hospital and the doctors, like they tell you what you're supposed to do and when you're supposed to come and what you're supposed to, you know, everything. And that's what they're paid for. And, and you know, and, um, so, yeah, there was part of it that was almost kind of like scary. You know what I mean? Like to like she was putting it in my hands. Like basically, you know, you're you're responsible. You're the one having the baby. It's your choice. And so that caused me to do a lot of research, and um, which was really good. I was uh, I remember being in a bookstore when I was pregnant with with Dinah and came across some good good books, um, Birth Without Fear, I think, or Supernatural Childbirth, and just, I soaked, I, I soaked up, um, just any, like, positive truths about birth, and, yeah, and children, and, and parenting, um, and that just, I mean, just kind of, like, soaked my mind, renewed my mind in it, and, and, um, just, uh, yeah, the process went on, I did, I became, like, knowledgeable, and just sort of confident about, about it, um, and yeah, just confident about what I was going to do, that I was going to have, you know, home birth um, with her in our little home here in Sublette that we were living in. And uh, I'm trying to think if, it, I think it just, just one other person came that time, just a, a doula came who happened to be her sister. So they worked together a lot at the time. And um, during you know, the birth, had, during the actual yeah. birth. Okay. Yeah, during the actual birth, her sister was going to come and did come, and so she was my doula. And we had, you know, I don't even remember if I called the hospital, but we had, like, backup plan in place, quote-unquote, you know, where we could go. And um, and Sheila and most midwives, like, it, they, if there's anything that seems off or not right, like, as you're heading into birth, like, in the months and weeks and days before, if there's anything that doesn't seem right, you know, they'll they'll direct you where you need to go, you yeah. know, to get a test done or to go like, okay, well, you know, we should, shouldn't actually do this at home because X, right. Y, Z, you know, and so they're very, very responsible, um, in my experience. So, well, and also um, like you were talking about, you were talking, let me jump in. You were talking about like, uh, being flooding yourself and just washing and kind of creating those affirmations uh-huh. and those intentions and basically yes. manifesting that, this is such a beautiful, peaceful thing because we've been so, uh-huh. I think, brainwashed as a modern society to f- be like, ah, you know, like, ah, get the equipment, you know, hurry, it's such an emergency, you know, like, sex yeah. ed, like, I honestly had to go sit in the hallway because I was like, this is a terrifying video, you know, and they make it sound so scary, probably exactly. so people don't have sex, but, uh, you <laughs> right. know, like, but... You know, and also you have to be the guider, the guidance, you know, to your husband, your significant other to say like, you know, I can do this and I, 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 I don't be scared that, you know, because your significant other would be like, well, are you okay? You look like you're in pain, you know, but you have to like, be like, no, it's natural, you know, so keep on going. Right. Well, and I don't know if this is a good time to say this, but, um, say whatever you want. My advice. Well, my like one of my biggest pieces of advice for um, you know pregnancy, childbirth for childbirth is um, I think one of the most important things is to be where and with whom you trust. You know, if that's I mean I know girls is like um, you know the hospitals where they where they feel safe. It's where you know and and um, but to you know if you can. If that's you, then, you know, try a couple of places and find a doctor that you feel uh, really comfortable with, um, you know, who you feel, like, respects you and gives you the amount of time that you need and 
all that. And um, if it's, you know, at the birthing center or a home birth, um, you know, with a midwife, a doula, talk, talk to as many people as you can and, and, and um, surround yourself with uh, the people that you, that, you, that you trust and who make you feel really comfortable, um, who aren't, you know, fearful or anxious for you um, because those voices will definitely come or, you know, well-meaning people will tell you their stories and yeah, yeah. I don't know how I managed, but I basically didn't hear, I didn't want to hear, I just wasn't, I don't think I saw a birth or really heard in-depth birth story before my first birth and I I purposefully like tried to Not make to. it that yeah. way like <laughs> you know if someone and you can't you I mean that's not easy for me but I mean you can just you know be like everyone has no, their no story. thanks like no thanks I don't I'm, yeah I don't want to hear your story whatever however you can, exactly I've heard you can I've that, heard but. really beautiful stories um, from mm-hmm. people, and they're like, I loved pregnancy, da, da, da. and then you hear these people like, it was the worst experience of my entire life, and I will never do, and I'm like, whoa, you know, but here's yeah, the thing, and this is what I think, and yeah. you can tell me if I'm wrong, the way that you treat your pregnancy, um, you know, your vibes and stuff, the way that you kind of create that sheltering tree is the way that your child's going to be brought into the world, um, like if you're, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I truly believe that, you know, and, and you said, you, you know, yeah. beware and with whom you trust. And I yeah. love and that. Some people, yeah. And I think, I mean, I think it's really therapeutic to tell your birth story. And now I know now that I've had three, like totally different birth stories. Like I'm, I am definitely more like quick to share, like, and I almost have to be like, okay, now do they, do they want to hear this? Like, do you want to hear this? You know, because I think even especially, especially especially for some of the ladies who've like had a, a bad experience, like it is therapeutic, but to be able to share that, you know, in the right place in the right time with, with someone, they need to do that. But, you know, to, for someone who's expecting, you know, their first, first child or even second or third, you know, if, if they've had a not so great experience, you know, they don't, I don't know, they, they may or may not want to hear that experience. Yeah, so, for sure. um, and, um, yeah. And, it was, it was interesting. Um, fear definitely affects the birthing process and just how your body's able to, um, yeah, go through the process. So, so yeah, whatever you need to do for you. I remember when my, when, um, when I called Sheila and I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure, sure, sure. Now, now there's no turning back. Like I'm having contractions, but you know, I'd had contractions for a while. Okay. I think this is like really it, you know, and, and she was, she was a good two hours away um, if, you know, on a normal day. If you're not speeding to deliver a baby, let's just say she's a good two hours away. So, she, you know, she just very calmly was like, okay, do do whatever you need to make yourself feel comfortable. Like, which is very, didn't tell, you know, tell me exactly, just do whatever you need. And so I literally um, went to the fridge and got myself, like, a little brownie with some chocolate sauce and chocolate chips. And, like, I need a chocolate. And so I sat down and ate my chocolate and I know like in the hospital or different situations like you're not allowed to eat and this and that and I was just so thankful to have my chocolate (laughs) I absolutely love that I just wanted my chocolate oh I love that and I remember um because I remember that with your first birth um you were gonna plan on having a water birth um, yeah. and I remember you said you got in and you got out and you're like, I'm not vibing with this. Mm-hmm. Um, no. and so, yeah, so you switched it up and almost, and I want to describe this as glamorously as possible. You kind of had it almost like a kitten. You know what I mean? Like how cats are like, they set up like a little, um, like kind of like a surrounding, like a little, I want to say like, just like a blankets on the floor um, and just uh-huh. kind of peacefully, you know, make a little nest on the floor, you know, and gosh, I just think that's so beautiful. You know, like I honestly, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't have kids. I, you, I mean, you know that, but, um, and I, I don't have any on the way anytime soon, but, but I, um, I don't like hospitals. I've never liked hospitals. I yeah. think they smell bad. Um, <laughs> I 
for some reason, I don't like the fluorescent lights. They are just very alarming to me. I feel like I'm going to see a dead person, like, rolling down the hallway. I, I just, I, I'm fearful of them. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was the movie, the TV show ER or something. But I, yeah. I don't know. Every The Humber thing really is kind of, like, on my track record right now. I want to awesome. ask you. Yeah, and I, yeah. Oh, no, keep yeah. going, keep going. Well, no, I was going to say, yeah, and I did the home birth, and then and then actually Kale was born in the hospital, and then Ava was the home birth after yeah. that. So, yeah, I got to You got to experience it all. Um, but, you know, yeah. Kale's home birth, or Kale's hospital birth also, I mean, you were so lucky you didn't have any C-sections as well. Mm-hmm. So your children, gosh, your children, I mean, they are a dime a dozen. I I tell you, I'm in complete awe at all times. I want to jump into, um, the breastfeeding and the importance of breastfeeding and your opinion on breastfeeding. Okay. If you're able to share about Uh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, again, for me, like that was kind of just like growing up and having kids, like, cause I saw mom breastfeed, um, uh, all, you know, I was breastfed and she told me until I was 18 months and then, Alyssa was, uh, well, she, that's a funny story that mom will tell. Alyssa weaned herself at eight of months course. because she saw me, the big sister, drinking of out course. of the cup. And so at eight months old, which now I realize how young that is, like a tiny baby, she just weaned herself and started drinking out of a, out of a cup. But, um, well, and, and Alyssa's you, very independent. <laughs> yeah, right? And then you were, I like, the same, like, 18 months or even longer, I don't know. So, um, and I even, I mean, I think I have vague memories of that um but yeah yeah I uh so for me it was just like I didn't I didn't have any like fear or doubts going into it not to say that it wasn't kind of a a process like getting getting a child used to it because it is a little bit of a process especially with your first child um because the first few days um, they have the colostrum milk. It's a different kind oh, of, yes. you know, milk, and they drink differently, and they drink more often, and but then it's you so kind of like for brain transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you sort of transition into um, the other, the other, the you know, the normal milk or whatever, and feedings further apart. And so, um, so yeah, for me, it was just like, yeah, this is this is what you do. And I kind of always joked that like I, it was the lazy option because preparing bottles is a lot of work and buying formula, you know, um, costs money. Um, thankfully now there's, I know there's different like subsidies and stuff that you can, um, you can get like through hospitals and through programs that can help pay for that, which is awesome because, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's necessary, but, um, yeah, yeah. I kind of would just joke that it was like the lazy thing. And I, I very quickly became a pretty lazy feeder, like, just kind of laying down and just kind of, I don't but know. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, you're a freaking mom. Yeah. But the thing is that people, I want to kind of point this out there, that people, you know, like, oh, breastfeeding, you know, like, just get the formula. Okay, formula, some people, yes, need to use that option. But, um, but I want to kind of tap into the benefits of breast milk because what people don't realize just how – it's literally the foundation to the rest of your child's life, in my belief. Um, you know, breast milk contains antibodies that help your baby fight off viruses and bacterias and lowers your baby's risk of having asthma or allergies, perhaps, you know, earlier or in the future. Um, you know, they have fewer ear infections, respiratory illnesses, and even diarrhea. So, hey, that helps with, like, a lot of all cases. So what – I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. so much as bash it and say, you know, lazy option because you really are setting a great foundation for your child for the future rest of their life. Um, you know, yeah. Um, so – Yeah, there's some, I, some really neat things I've heard about it, too. One I can remember is that, like, if the child is sick and they, they nurse, so then after a little while, like, your body – kind of reads that sickness and and produces the exact antibodies needed for the sickness yeah yeah your body will produce and so if you just keep nursing them yeah it's like you're giving them kind of the antibodies that they need through that so and also and also it's that connection too 
Um, it's like uh-huh. that that vibration, that heartbeat, all of that. It's life. It's complete life. Um, yeah. So moving on from breastfeeding, um, I want to, which I love about you, and I've literally been like, like no one can see me right now, but if you guys know what a Cupid doll is, like my eyes, I'm like one of those big, squishy, big-eyed dolls. Like watching my sister's every move as she is a parent, um, she's been so great from what I've seen as doing balance. And I'm a big fit nut. Um, I love getting my workouts in. Um, I love waking up, going to swim practice. Allison, I mean, we live in a very active family. Allison's always been a dancer, a gymnast. She's run, you know, and she has still managed to not be fearful to work out when she was pregnant, uh, get in her workouts however she can in very unique ways, um, doing hit exercises <laughs> in the backyard while children are nurse or, uh, excuse me, sleeping, um, running around the block, you know, and just letting me watch some, you know, she's very trusting of that. And I love that. Um, so how, I mean, cause people don't realize some people give themselves up and they're like, I don't have time for that. But yes, you can make time, little spurts here and there, you know? Um, and I love that. And I just want to say thank you for showing people that. And I wanted to share that with everyone out there that it is possible pushing your child at the park, you know, you know, it's just, it's, it's that balance. And in, what did you realize from that balance, how much it helps you like for the rest of your day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. And, uh, just a little thing I thought about when you were talking about not being afraid to work out when I was pregnant. Um, again, I was lucky to like, so I was going to a Zumba class a lot before I had done, before I got pregnant and my instructor, um, was, a petite, you know, woman, and she had had three kids, I think, three or four, three kids, and she was pregnant, and um, even like eight, eight months pregnant, seven months, and she was teaching Zumba, jumping, bouncing up and down, you know, and I thought, wow, like, you know, you just see someone else do it, and then you know it's possible, and okay, also, I, I went to a, a yoga class um, in Manhattan, Kansas, and uh, was taking one there, and again, the instructor became pregnant, and um continued to just do a whole bunch of things, um, not everything, but just amazing things when she was pregnant. And so, you know, you just see someone do it and, um, like, okay, it's, it's possible, you know? And, uh, so, so yeah, I continued to do that. I think I was even teaching classes when I was pregnant with Dinah, which was, which was good because, you know, you typically don't feel that great, at least for the first part with morning sickness and stuff. So, um, got me out of the house and you know doing something active that I may not have been that excited to do had I not had to teach a class but um did that and then um you know there was a a recovery that's that's one thing about exercise that kind of surprised or you know birth that kind of surprised me was I had no idea that you couldn't just jump back in like to your normal life right away physically I mean there's there's definitely a recovery process no matter how um good of a birth that you have um it's important to rest afterwards for as much time as as your body needs and you'll be much much stronger for it well I didn't I didn't do that so well with Dinah because I didn't I didn't realize it and I think I I you know became frustrated because I pushed myself and yeah and that you know anyway I could feel that probably shouldn't be doing that but um but you know eventually got back into it then with with kale, um, I, I didn't, I didn't exercise as much. I mean, I still stayed pretty active, but you had another I child. And, and I had another child, you know, and I kind of let, let it slide a little bit. And, um, and then after that birth, I thought, you know, I think I actually had an easier birth when I, when I did keep the exercise up more. So that kind of was motivation to try and do it for Ava's birth when it was really like not appealing, you know, cause I had two little kids. Then and, <laughs> but, um, but then by that time, yeah. But then by that time on the flip side, it was actually really good. Cause I got into a habit of waking up really early for me and getting out of the house before, um, you know, Matthew had to be doing stuff and, 
went to the rec center and just able to to kind of put my head on straight. It was just it was just a good time to get up um, to exercise, yeah, but also just to kind of listen to music or listen to um, just uh, other stuff that would like center me for the birth and. I listen to um, Hypno Babies. Uh, it's I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's it's not weird. It's it's sound. It's um, it's kind of a relaxation process, and again, it's like positive affirmations. And you can um, there are like recordings, and and I'd listen to all the different ones and actually use those. I mean, while I was giving birth, they're great. So anyway, but just did all that kind of in the morning time, and um, it was really good almost every day up until I had her, and that was that was really helpful. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. And that's a that's that's good for me to see as well because, oh gosh, uh, I I can't even imagine. It's like um you know I have a good friend. She was a former Olympian and uh, she's a little injured right now and she's not able to move much and she's going a little going a little crazy. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh shoot! If I could only imagine, I know like if I have. If I'm sick, like, I'm like, oh, I can't go to my swim practice, what? Yeah. You know, but you find ways to even just move a little bit or breath work. Um, it does a whole lot. But I want to move on to, and I won't keep you too much longer. Um, That's okay. But um, I want to I want to talk about now that the kids are older, and you do live in such a small town, um, that schooling. I want to talk about schooling and how you are, I want to call it, um, would you correct me if I'm wrong? Would you say that you're unschooling your children? Do you know that term, unschooling? I I do vaguely. I've I've seen like the hashtag and I've, um, and yeah, and I've I kind of, um, know know about it a little bit, and I know about the since I, I don't know if you said it, but we do homeschool, and um, so like, do you yeah, have a curriculum? Kind of do you have a curriculum that you have to the follow, or yes. is it a free? We do. Oh, okay. Not okay. that we have to, not that we have to follow, but, um, but we did, I did buy curriculum. So I kind of last year, um, when Dinah was in kindergarten, she went to this, the public school down here for kindergarten. And so while she was in kindergarten, um, yeah, I kind of took a lot of that year to like research and I was researching long before that too, cause I, I knew it was something that I wanted to do. Yeah. But, um, so I kind of like saw the different labels and, it didn't, it didn't feel like it was necessary to like fit into one certain label just for, for that sake. But, um, but I just sort of, yeah, I looked at the different curriculum out there and, and what was, what I thought would be best kind of for us and piece it together. Now, no, I wouldn't probably call us unschooling. Um, I think that kind of scares me a little bit. Like, just totally, uh, you know, not to have any too free. And and I guess I don't know if this is exa- like exactly what it is. So if it's uh, like I don't want to, yeah. If this isn't right, then. But I I needed to have like some a little bit like some kind of structure, some yeah. kind of plan. And um, I think kids, at least my kids, like they they wanted to learn, you know. And I mean they. Yeah, they learn from being outside and different experiences. I that love you that. Have, but. Well, yeah, like Dinah but, read me but, this whole book very, very well tonight, you know, and she's yeah. seven, you know, I mean, six, yeah, six well, she's six. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. almost seven in a month, but yeah. Yeah. she is, she, guys, she read like fluidly, fluidly. And she had, you know, she had a uh, question about a couple words, you know, I said, okay, let's sound it out. And she got him, you know, which is great. Um, yeah, they want to, they want to learn things at a, at a young age because they, you know, it makes their brains happy. I think, you know, kids get frustrated when they're, when they're bored and they don't, they don't think that they want, you know, a school necessarily, especially if they've been to school or just start, start hearing like, oh, school is like a bad thing or not a fun thing, you know, but, um. But they really do, like, they really do want and need that stimulation and that learning and that, like, how to order the world around me, you know, through numbers and learning words and how to, how to understand and interpret it. And um, every kid is different. Yeah, Dinah took to reading really fast, but, like, I started her with a phonics book years ago, and she just hated it. We couldn't get her to sit down and do it. It'd be just, like, 
fussing and tears, and so I just was like, forget it, and we left it alone, and then, um, you know, when she went to, to kindergarten, she started picking it up that way, and then this year, we've been just reading books, and she's just loving it and picking it up that way. Well, that phonics book, I almost threw it away, and then I decided, well, I'll just start Kale with it to see, you know, this year when he was, he's four, and I thought, you know, he probably won't like it, but, you know, then I'll just throw it away. Well, he just loved it. He just loved his learning book, and he loved <laughs> to sit down and have Kale's his totally different, time. though. And he's on, yeah, and he's on, like, the 50th lesson, and he's so proud, and Aww. he just, he just loves it. And the same thing with math, they're about the same in math, you know, I do math with Dinah, but I started with Kale because he wanted to, and he's, honestly, he's almost caught up to where she is, and so, I don't know, I think a little friendly competition might be good for her, but, um, yes. so, so, yeah, so we, I love it. yeah, we do have, like, a structure and curriculum, and I definitely, don't stick to it exactly, but I, I try to a little bit at this point since I'm not, I mean, I'm kind of new at the whole homeschooling thing, so I'm just figuring out what works best for us, and, you know. I love it. Well, okay, so we're going to wrap it up shortly, but do you have anything else you want to add? I mean, just kind of like any other notes that you wanted to point out there that we should all listen to? Mama A. Mama A. <laughs> Yeah, okay, two things I kind of thought of. Um, one piece of advice, um, it's true for moms and true for not moms too, you know, but I, but mom, mom friends are huge. Uh, friends are huge in general, um, but especially as a mom, and um, I don't have a ton, but somehow the demographic of our small town is fairly high with young families, and um, somehow we've mm-hmm. found a, a core group that make it a point to get together and um, uh, even study like mom books together and different things and root for each other and have different kinds of meetups and and I love I love that in a small town I kind of have the same thing in a larger town but in a small town um, it doesn't take up the whole day you know figuring out how to meet and where to meet and driving across town um, so that's that's really nice but friends to walk through this season are really invaluable. And um, you have to have grace, which I'm still learning that because kids will be kids. So when you get together with your mom, friends, with your kids, you know, it can be messy, you know, different situations. Um, But it's worth it to meet up because isolation, you know, is paralyzing as a mom or or anyone, you know. Uh, You can end up just comparing yourself online or um, social media. We all know how that goes. But in real life, you know, stuff comes out, you see, you see you see the real stuff, you see that they struggle, and you struggle, and, you know, you see, like, oh, you have a couple little gray hairs up there, too, you know, you, you know, you talk about, you know, I don't know, (laughs) mom clothes, you know, can't wear this, I don't want someone thinking I'm pregnant after I just ate lunch, I mean, just, it's just, it's real, and it's real life, and it's, it's so, so good. Um, not easy to cultivate those relationships, but it's, it's so good. And then um, the other thing I would say is um, I enjoy reading books, about, you know, about parenting, mothering, mom blogs, podcasts, all that stuff. Um, I really get a lot from it. But in the end, um, every single mom has a different style that's so unique. And um, it's, it's like a secret language between um, them and their their child. Each each children like a secret love language between them and each child. Um, each child is so very different. And at the end of the day, um, they want you and they want your attention and your affection. And you can give them the whole world, but at the end of the day, they'll they'll just want you. And um, you are the mom that's enough for your child. I remember somebody, my midwife, I think after I had Diana, said, "You're you're the you're the mom that you know that was supposed to be with this child, and you know you you can do it." Um, and so I tend to underestimate the power of of um, laughter and um, you know, like I said, especially when the tendency is to just want to to get things done. Um, but kids are so funny and silly and quick to laugh and joke and want to do those things. So um, they'll be they'll be ready for you when you can just um, stop and make eye contact and engage. Engaging for just a second can work wonders. Um, you're frustrated, they're frustrated, whatever. Whether it's a con- connecting moment where you just want to, you know, um, 
connect and build that relationship. Nothing's really wrong, you know, just want to want to connect to keep the connection strong or whether it's a correcting moment, you know, when, when, you know, tempers or fights between children or whatever's going on. Um, but to be able to, you know, slow yourself down and, and engage and, you know, slowly, hopefully, intentionally, hopefully, kindly correct and walk through the moment with them. And of course it doesn't always work that way. And you get to go back and ask for forgiveness and that can be beautiful too. And you know, Aww. everyone, you're almost bringing me to tears. I love this. <laughs> okay. So, I have one anyway. last question. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your honest truth? that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Um, be yourself. <laughs> that sounds kind of cliche, but I mean, I think that's the, the biggest struggle, but the biggest victory is just to kind of be, be yourself and, um, in whatever situation or season you're at in mothering or life uh, in general, you know, um, whatever, whatever you need to do, you know, you have to, um, kind of decide what's for you and what works best for you and, and, you know, who you're, who you're going to be and, um, let that, let that be enough. Yeah. Well, I love it. And mama, I, Gosh, I've learned so much in just this hour that I didn't know. And I think all of our listeners will really take this food for thought and know that it's a little more exciting than what they, you know, have learned on the media of what childbirth and what motherhood is, you know, that it is a beautiful thing. And um, I thank you and I'm so, I'm so grateful for our friendship, our sisterhood, our, you know, our bond that we have together and, you know, we don't see a lot of each other, but you know, you've always been a great idol and mother to me. And I thank you for that, um, in many different ways. And, um, and guys, um, please subscribe. We would love to hear the we would love to like hear what you have to say about motherhood. If you're a mother, if you're planning on having children, if you're have questions, Allison would love to answer them. I'm sure she would. Um, send us comments, reviews. What do you think? What are your stories that you want to share with us? What are things that you've found beneficial about being a parent? Um, maybe things that you could pass on to others. Um, we are on Apple iTunes. Um, so it's just being honest. That's us being without a G. And, um, uh, once again, thank you, Al. This is, um, KB, your health and lifestyle manifestation coach. Happy Mother's Day to y'all, to you, Al, yeah. and all those mother yeah. figures out there, no matter who you are, yeah, if you're an aunt, sure. if you're a father, if you're an uncle, whoever you are. So, until next time, peace, love, ciao.